Welcome to MotivationAddict.com with Julie Salon. This is where you will find inspiring stories on how to motivate yourself and gain momentum towards success, turning fear into confidence, and how to find divine flow, allowing you to crush your goals. Thank you for being here. And now, let's tune in to today's show. Hey everyone, Julie Salant from Motivation Addict. I am thrilled that you are here today. My guest today will be Lorianne Vaughn Speaks. She is an amazing expert in the areas of speaker and author support. She amplifies the visibility of authors, speakers, and messengers while they do what they do, which is speak. Uh, so Lorianne has helped spearhead multiple best-selling book campaigns, uh, editing, proofing, through to launch, and social media marketing to help authors create buzz and momentum throughout the social media platforms, increasing their message worldwide. And Lorianne and her team have made it their mission to empower speakers to deliver their message by handling the rest of the business details. Prior to starting her own BA company, she had over 15 years of professional experience supporting top 100 thought leaders as they built their businesses. So I know that you're going to love this. She's full of uh, amazing information, and we had a lot of laughs. So welcome to the show, and I hope you love this episode with Lorianne Bond Speaks. Hi, everyone. Julie Salant from Motivation Addict. I am thrilled today, thrilled. I am going to be speaking with Lori Ann Vaughn Speaks. Uh, she is an expert in the area of speaking, writing. She's an author. She helps people bring their message to the world. Um, I'm looking because she's done so many wonderful things. I mean, she has the secret to amplifying your visibility and message globally, which we all can use help with. And imagine being 60 and getting laid off. We got to talk about that one because I was laid off at 52. Um, but she is someone who can launch you into the world with your message. So welcome. Thank you for being here. I'm so happy you're here. Thank you so much, Julie, for having me. I appreciate it. I am so excited because I am interested in you and what you do. So let's just maybe start at the beginning. I really want to visit this being 60 and getting laid off. Can we start there? Is that okay? <laughs> sure, sure. Because you know what? A lot of people are, are, are getting into this position, you know? Um, the economy is such that, um, you know, uh, as my mom says, shit happens. Yes. So um, I don't know if that's okay with your audience. but it's fine. Okay. <laughs> um, anyway, I worked for a thought leader for 15 years. Um, and at 75, she decided it was time to sell her company. And so there I was just about hitting my 60th birthday when I was no longer needed. And I'll tell you, <laughs> it was a scary time. It was a very scary time. I put out resumes and I realized really quickly that corporate America didn't want a 60-year-old woman. And if I wanted to continue to work and share the skills that I knew that I had, I had to start my own company. So I did. And 16 months later, I make three times what I was making as an employee. Bam. Yes. So, bam. Right. I'm happy Thank for you. Good for Thank you. you. Thank you. As a matter of fact, I just hired my first full-time person and I have five other women that help me um, support my my clients. Lovely. Lovely. So we were just talking about this when, when we had our initial phone conversation, I had laid off as well. I'd been laid off at 52, I think it was. And it was devastating. 
I know a lot of people are in their 50s, and you don't think about this when you're 20, 30, or 40 so much, early 40s, I would say. Uh, when you're in your 50s, just as Lorianne was saying, you, they don't call you back. They, they ignore you completely. It, and it's frustrating because we have the best resumes. We have so much experience, and we still want to share but they don't see that and they'd rather hire a 25 year old and make half the money. Which is right? It's so stupid because any person my age looking to get a job is not going to make another move. Yes. So you've got that person for the next six, seven, 10 years. And they're as done. As opposed to a 25 year old who will be gone in less than two. Yes. Yes. And it's just, I just sit there and, you know. Shake your head. Yeah, yeah. And so what I do is I have this cachet of women, both young women who um, want to stay at home with their kids but still need to bring in some income and have really good skills that I may not have, and uh, some of us older gals that have a lot of legacy knowledge to help people grow their businesses. It's it's been a joy, actually. It's that it's that door that closed that opened a whole new life for me. And I'm enjoying the heck out of it, to be uh, very honest with you. And I'm happy for you because that's the wonderful thing. And I like to talk about that transformation because a lot of us are going out and saying, hey, we have exactly what you just said. We have a lot to offer and mm -hmm. we're not ready to retire. Some of us can't retire and we want to keep working, right? Exactly. So. How can, and I know you have a lot of tools in your tool best, tool, toolkit, but maybe we could start with how can someone who's in that position right now, any of the listeners have maybe just laid off or they just left the company or some, something changed and they're thinking, what do I do now? And I don't think I can go back to corporate America. What would be maybe a tip for them that you could impart to them that would help them on their journey? Well, at least this is happening in a really good time because this gig economy is really starting to take over the workforce. And you can say, these are the things that I am fabulous at and I love doing mm -hmm. and just focus on a gig type basis with your specialty. And you will find that many small businesses and even actually large corporations now are willing to hire a certain expertise in that contract type basis to do what you love to do. So continue, get, put yourself out there and, um, and work the gig economy. Is it different to work a gig economy as a consultant versus having your own business in terms of how you handle your social media and the way that you put yourself out there? Um, I believe there is a slight difference, but, but many of us that start our own business, and that could be your consulting business. So um, you want to have both your LinkedIn version of what you have done and your business version of what you are doing. Um, it's all about getting your presence built up in the social media platforms. Yes. And that will vary depending on what your topic is. Um, if you're in leadership or something very corporate minded, stick to LinkedIn and Twitter. If you are a life coach, more on the personal side of things 
or um, health and wellness, I would, I would key into Facebook and what? Instagram. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I'm going to be devil's advocate here. Okay. I, so for a year, a straight year, I really, really worked in Facebook and mm-hmm. I never got a thing out of it. I have a thought pattern in my mind that says that Facebook is for people that are just, they're on it to just check in and throw up pictures of their dogs. And that's cool. But when I think business, I think more LinkedIn, as you said, yeah. Instagram, I seem to grow, grow my following, but Facebook feels very more like they're not there to buy or purchase. Do you disagree with me? Because it's okay well, if you do. I'd love to know um, your thoughts. What what I would recommend, if that's been your um, your experience, is to get involved in specialized groups that you know your ideal clients are in. Yes. So you see, like I do a lot on I do a lot on both because I have clients who are the more uh, corporate leadership space and, and those are my higher end clients. But I also have, and I don't want to say that they're lower end, but you know, there's, there is a difference um, because I have a lot of newbies and, um, and if they're more as, as we've heard the term woo woos, yes, they're more woo woos. I recommend staying in Facebook, but get into groups that you know your people, your tribe will be in. Yes. So, um, so it's really about, they, uh, your mentors will tell you to niche down, find the specific thing to find your ideal client. You also need to niche down within your social media to be driving your message to the right people. Absolutely. That's very key because I help entrepreneurs and equestrians, but I've decided to focus quite a bit on equestrians because they're not being serviced. And I love what you just said. A big point there that Lorianne just said was, you know, it takes time to build on social media and you have to remember, and I'd love to get, you know, your thoughts on this, um, likes and comments and things like that and interacting. That's all great. It doesn't pay the bills, Right. But you have to start some sort of framework for yourself when you're beginning again, right? Exactly. But you need to, here's a little, little, you know, caveat here is just be careful. I found that even myself, I was spending too much time in social media. And so um, I'm a real proponent of blocking out special times during the day. So I start my day. My first hour of work is actually done in bed on my phone. Oh wow! Um, checking my email and doing social media, okay. and then at eight I get into the office and go through what I've identified as things that I need to do through my clients' emails that come in, and get that work done, and then I'll check again around noon, and then I check again at the end of the day. And if I'm if I'm bored, I'll do it at night too. But but um, I'm learning myself, and that's. I think the beauty that we all need to realize is continue to learn. You know, you'll see what works for you and what doesn't work and then take it from there. And I think that that's really important that you block off time because the day can get away from you. And now let's, that brings me to another great question for you. I Mm -hmm. want to throw at you, but I know you'll have the answer. Let's talk a little bit about inspired action and any old action in your business. So let's just say that you're building your framework and you're looking for clients Mm -hmm. and you have a task of all these things to do. And 
what's the difference to you from where you're sitting that's inspired action versus regular actions that you need to, to take for your business to move forward? Well, mm, that's a good question. I believe, I think, I think it is like inspired when I come up with a new idea to help my client get to um, another level or be seen by someone she wants to be seen by. Seen. Yes. Um, so I find it inspiring when I learn and do new things. Um, much of my my business is actually taking the minutiae off my client's plate. <laughs> so, so, so a lot of my time is not necessarily quote unquote inspired. It's actually taking that and doing it for them. Um, but in doing so, and with each client, I learn something new. Um, when I take on a new client, if they have a book, I want it. I want to read it. I want to get their voice so that I can, you know, actually come up with an inspired idea to help them. Mm -hmm. So um, that part is inspiring to me. Um, when I when I created my own website, to me that was so inspiring for me because. Um, in my old job, I was never given any of the technical stuff or because I was considered, you know, the old person, you know, so social media was given to the, the 30, 30 year old. And I'm like, well, fine, you know, yeah. <laughs> and, and there I was. And uh, please don't look at my social media because I am the cobbler that has no shoes. I'm <laughs> else's. I think I have a whopping 60 something followers on Twitter. You know, I have a nice, I have a nice group on LinkedIn, which has always been my avenue. Um, and, and now through Facebook, but um, you know, it's, it's like, I'm doing it for my clients, not necessarily for myself. Well, that's a big deal because I, I have a group of girls, I'll call them girls, but they're really not, they're experts, but they help me with my social media because that's, it's something that I can do, but it's not something I want to do. I want mm -hmm. to stay in my zone of genius as much as I possibly can. So I'd rather be writing my blog or talking to people or running a class versus doing that kind of stuff. So do you recommend, obviously I would think you recommend that type of service and outsourcing to your clients right from the get-go. Exactly. Exactly. You guys, you need to focus in on what you're best at and hire others to do the rest. Yes. If you're spending 40% of your time doing the administrative grunt work, you're wasting your gifts. Yes. And in all actuality, um, I had a mentor who told me that when she hired her first VA, she went from making about $1,500 a month to six figures within the year because she could then do what she did best and have the VA do the other things. Yes. Yes. So, and there are ways to do this. And I know it's scary to hire you know, um, people in and, and, you know, watch that hard earned money go off to someone else, but it builds your business because then you can do what you do best. Yes. So yes. it is important. And I tell everyone this, that I completely agree with you hundred percent. And I would suggest doing it sooner rather than later. Don't wait because what happens is things pile up. And mm -hmm. then it's kind of like the chicken and the egg, you know, you need to get maybe a course out there if you're a coach, 
but you don't have the following. So now what? Now you've got to spend your time in backtracking. So these things can happen simultaneously, but right. just because you're, you can do something doesn't mean you enjoy it, right? So let somebody else do it who maybe loves it. There are people that love it and mm-hmm. they're great at it. And this mm-hmm. is what they do. This is their zone of genius. Let them do it for you, you know, yeah. and they can bring in more clients and visibility to you. Does that make sense? Exactly. <laughs> you're, you're preaching my preach. I know, so. I know. I'm, no. on, I'm on the, I drank the Kool-Aid. <laughs> you drank the Kool-Aid, girl. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, and, and with each client, it varies. Um, I do have a couple that just don't want to deal with social media. And when they write an article, what I do is I go in with that article. I pull out the tweets to drive people to go read the article to then, you know, see what their content actually is. Um, and so I actually like it and which, which is humorous in itself because I do remember when Twitter first came up and I'm like, who the hell cares what you're doing? I know. Well, you know, business is done in social media now. So you got to jump, jump on the train, jump on the train. Yeah. Yep. I mean, there's still something to be said for locally. Um, but if you want worldwide recognition or at least in the States, let's just take the States. But I, I, I know that this will be in a lot of different countries, 148 countries, just so yeah. you know, Lorian. Um, that a lot of people need help and they want to be seen as a thought leader or a leader throughout the world, right? Who doesn't want that? Exactly. So you're the person that would take that information and then make it readily available, maybe in bite-sized chunks to other people. Mm -hmm. And then they would say, oh my gosh, I should get in contact with that person. Exactly. Who Who is your ideal client that you work with? My ideal client are the speakers, authors, and podcasters who have their message down. They know what they're about. They, they know, um, and in actuality, they've reached a certain level and they want to move up to the next level. Um, and part of that is taking that minutiae off their plate. So um, my strongest area is in the leadership space, the career development um, along that line. But over this past year, as I have developed other type clients, um, I've really kind of grown my expertise in finding conferences that would be good for their various topics. So that's wonderful. And that's a huge, huge part of a business, whether you're a coach, especially if you're a coach, I think Mm -hmm. some people don't look at that area and speaking, they look at the online presence and I've got to get a blog post out and I've got to post to social media. And then they might have some clients through zoom or something, but can you talk a little bit about what speaking gigs open up for any of your clients? Like some of the results that they've had? Sure. Sure. Because Once you're up on stage and you can show what your message is, you've got group of people that have actually come into that room to listen to you. So right there, they've already pre-qualified themselves and um, you've got more than likely half of them are your ideal clients. So you, we call it selling from the stage and you want to give them good content. So they actually learn something in that environment. And then of course, when you want them to go deeper, you, you know, hire me. So, um, 
so that's actually one of the things that I kind of have to teach a lot of the young kids is that, look, don't just say, I only want to do paid speaking gigs. Um, hello. First of all, unless you're Barack Obama, you're not getting speaking gigs on the first day. You're right. just not. Yes. Um, you need to pay your dues. You need to look at the op, the, the positives about being able to speak to people that would then hire you. Yes. And so there are actually very well-known people that pay to speak on a stage mm -hmm. because they it. know they're in their ideal client space. So um, I think people need to wrap their heads around the fact that selling from a stage as long as you're giving authentic, good content along with that sale is the way to go. Yes. And I look at somebody like uh, a Gary Vaynerchuk or a Mel Robbins and Mel, for instance, I know because I follow her and she said, I spoke for years for free. And even if three people came, I serviced those three people the, the very best that I can, like there's 20,000 and you have to just keep going and keep going. But it's, it's kind of funny because even like at the new media summit where there were people that, if you don't know, that's the summit where um, podcasters and authors and creatives, anybody that has a business or wants a business can come in and meet with icons who have podcasts. But there's also a live stream so that when you're giving your presentation for two minutes and telling what you do, people are in the audience and, and online looking. Um, and, you know, I didn't think of it. I was concentrating on the icons, but then I thought yeah. you know, I made so many great contacts, people just sitting next to me or, you know, Hey, this person, she does this great stuff. You got to talk to her. Yeah. So I guess the point is what you were just saying, you never know who's going to see you and you might think I'm doing something for free, but you have to think, but if you give good content, like you just said, right. and you can offer something, if you got one person that probably make all the difference in your business, right? I mean, well, and that's, that's, that's a huge ROI just right there yeah. as you're building, as you're building the ones and twos create the tens and twenties Yes, because it does grow exponentially as word of mouth gets out. Um, I went to new media summit, not necessarily to get on podcasts. It was because I knew that's where my ideal clients were. Yes. And um, it, it blew up my business. And, um, and I was actually quite shocked that I had, I think, 18 different podcasts say, yeah, we want you on our podcast. And I'm like, really? That's awesome. <laughs> Behind the scenes person. I don't talk. That's so, awesome. Yeah. And now you can't shut me up. And now here you are. See? Take yep. Show it, see? Yep, yep. Yep. I truly believe everything happens for a reason. I believe in timing. I know that when I was laid off, I was told that my uniqueness was not appreciated and it hurt me at the time. But now I believe that I wouldn't have learned anything more. And so everything can look great on paper. And I always say this, but it doesn't mean that you're happy and you need to look inside and think, you know, maybe yes, you're bringing in some, some good money and you have a great office and your, your boss is great. But if you have a gift inside you, then, you know, Lorian's a person that's going to help you. Um, get that gift out to the world. And that's where we all came to be here. We all have a role, I believe, whatever it is. And she's the person that's going to help you get there. Now I have a, not a trick question, but 
maybe nobody's ever asked you this before. Okay. It's not hard though. Uh, <laughs> okay. My question is, if somebody came to you and said, okay, Lorraine, I really want to sign up with you. I want you to promote me. I'm ready to go. And I want to speak a lot. But you, just after talking with them, you realized that may not be a good fit. Now, I premise this with everybody should do what they feel comfortable with and nobody's ever comfortable on camera at the beginning. We just do our best. But uh, I guess my, the background of that is there's a lot of ways you can go to get yourself out there. So what would you say to someone who kind of had it in their head? I'd like to speak, but you're thinking just after talking with them that there might be better areas that they can make more of an impact. Um, I, I, I'm nothing if not honest. And um, (laughs) I love that. You know, it's, it's funny because I do talk about the fact that you can get a VA for $10 an hour, <laughs> not me, but will they be good? But, but exactly. What are you getting for that $10 an hour? I'm that person that wants to partner with you to grow your business. And I'm old enough to um, not be afraid to give my opinion, which comes with a lot of years of experience. And I will be honest And I'll just say, um, have you thought about this or have you thought about, well, you know, we really need to get a better, you know, highlight reel then. Um, And and so I'm telling them what they really need to do to build it. Um, And there are conferences that are actually quite free. (laughs) You know, you're going to have a hard sell at the end, but go to those conferences and learn. Keep learning. Keep learning. Yes. Yes. Now I'd like to know because you've done so well in the last year and a half and I'm, I'm so happy for you. Honestly, that's wonderful. Um, I love to know you're a smart cookie anyway, but what mindset shifts did you make or did you make any coming from the corporate world into having your own business and really setting goals for yourself? Like how did that, that whole thing transpire in your mind? And what changed, I guess, to bring you the success is a two-part question. Okay. Well, going back even further, I was a single mom for 20 years. So I always had an entrepreneurial spirit because at certain points I had four different jobs. I was selling something, you know, to when the kids were really little, it was Discovery Toys. So they had all these neat toys to play with that I didn't have to pay for, you know, and I was still making money on the side. So I've always kind of had that entrepreneurial spirit, but this time, you know, there was no paycheck unless I created that paycheck. And so that part is a little scary you know, there's no one I can turn to and just say, um, you know, I need a, I, I, I need, you know, uh, an advance on salary. <laughs> yeah, it is scary. Good luck with that. Yeah. yeah. So yes, there is a switch. You can't. It's all on you mm-hmm. to to work it to do it the right way, and um, and so you need to make decisions. And I'm a big believer of go with your gut. I, I I remember in my past life, my boss must have gotten 20, 30 people wanting to get their opinion of something before she would, you know, do something. And that would drive me absolutely bonkers. It's just like, do it. Yes. You know? Yes. Just do it. If it doesn't work out, you've learned something from your your mistake. Yes. 
you know, a, an intelligent person knows that they will learn something from that mistake. Just don't do it again, you know? Yes. Um, so, so I guess the only change comes with the fact that uh, it is a bit scary. But then again, it's also quite freeing in knowing that it's your decision and you can do what's best for you. You know, you don't have to do the corporate policies and procedures um, because this is the way we do it. Well, no, that's not the way I want to do it. So it's my company. I can do it the way I want to do it. That's right. Yeah. And that's actually quite freeing. And I love that. That's empowering. You create your own schedule. You, you decide who you want to talk to. You yeah. decide. So if Lorianne gave you maybe a list of 25 places that you could speak, you tell her what works for you and you can really create this around your schedule and what you want out of life. And, and be isn't realistic. that wonderful? Yeah. And be realistic on the fact that you do want to go out and speak in non-paying events, especially as you're getting started. That doesn't mean that there won't be some that will give you an honorarium of $500 or whatever, but be open because it only strengthens your message. Yes. Um, As I've been doing the podcasts, I think I've gotten better and better at taking my message, you know, um, because it's just a matter of practice Practice. and really, you know, knowing your topic. Yes. Yes. How did you become a speaker? Was did that happen (laughs) laid off or were you speaking? No, no, I had (laughs) never, ever spoken before. I have always been the background person. And um, very early on in the business, I got myself a mentor and we were talking and everything. And I was helping her because she actually, you know, does speaking gigs. And she just sort of looked at me and went, Lorianne, you have too much information. You need to be sharing this. And, and I'm like, nah, nobody wants to hear me talk. And she was the one that took me to New Media Summit. And from there, it's just been like crazy. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. See, it's all about timing. And again, now you put your faith in it, right? Just like I did. I didn't expect, I didn't know. I mean, they say you'll get booked, but who knew? Really, who knows, right? I mean, they can say anything they want and people often don't come through. That's not the case with the New Media Summit. Just so you know, that is, that is where you will go and you will be booked. That is all true. But I guess I'm just saying that there are other places that won't, but you did it on faith. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Cause that was a big nut to crack, you know, into my business. Yeah. You know, it was, it was, um, you know, less, it was just about a year in and these last five months has just been, you know, skyrocketing. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So, um, and the other thing you need to know is you never know who you're speaking to in that audience as well. That's right. I I've done, I can't tell you how many, um, podcasts and things with, the attendees such as yourself, you know, exactly. Yes. Um, and, and it helps each other build. Yes. Our businesses. And I love doing that. And I think most people that are, are in our bracket love to do that as well. We realize the value. We don't get paid for any of this. You guys, right. anybody that's listening or watching, 
I'm not paying her. She's not paying me. We're doing it because I can help her and she can help me. And we realize the value of this. And it's all about from where I'm sitting, it's all about co-creating and working with other people because there's enough for everybody to go around and we want to help each other. That's what it's about, especially as women. Yes. Right. And I, I have to say this community is like just amazing. It is. And, and I've worked with speakers and authors. The podcasters is obviously something relatively new, but this is the media of the future. We have 600,000 podcasts out there. It's amazing. So, so finding your niche and supporting these people is, is fabulous. And they really are a giving group. I, I've just been so pleased. Well, I don't think to. there's one that hasn't been very giving and accepting, especially with um, those that do Skype and for some unknown reason, my computer just always messes up Skype. And then I get into my 60-year-old self going, what am I doing? You know, and um, I've had, I've actually had two podcasters go, oh, let's just do it in Zoom then. And I went, thank you. There you go. Yes. I have no idea why I cannot get Skype to work, but it's, yeah. Many of us face that. I don't know why everybody loves Zoom. Zoom's easy. It does. It's so easy that once the, you do it the first time, it's like, okay, I got this. Right. Skype, not so much. I've had, you know, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I've heard this a lot. I mean, I prefer Zoom. Uh, they're very, you know, they're great. They record everything and you can edit it and it's flexible and you can have lots of different people. So yeah, I agree with yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they're very, very forgiving and very loving and, and so generous. So um, what a great group to work for. To start so, with, yes. Yeah. How did you go about setting your goals financially for yourself mm-hmm. once you were out of that nine to five and, and you're saying, and I'm asking for the listener that's saying, okay, I'm starting or you might have started your business six months ago and you're thinking, how do I get more clients and what, what's a realistic goal? How, how do you come up with that number? I guess, I guess part of that depends on, on what the cost of your program might be to develop your numbers and what okay. your needs are. I was actually very lucky, I guess, being that old, <laughs> I was somewhat <laughs> set financially and I had actually paid off my house, which, <laughs> which, you know, the normal person doesn't really have that, um, that luxury. So my nut was relatively small. And I will also admit that the first six months was, I called it my break year. You know, I didn't get a break between high school and college. I didn't take a break between college and work. Mm -hmm. That was sort of my break year. I actually, for the first time, relaxed for six months. Mm -hmm. I had two clients. I, I made my nut, you know, that I needed to crack and I didn't really care about growing it at that point. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I realized, well, you know, <laughs> I, I can't keep taking from my, my, you know, my savings, savings yes. to, to have this, you know, really relaxed lifestyle. And, um, and I wasn't old enough to actually take advantage of any of social security or anything. So this was actually a period that I sat down and worked on my goals. And I will say it and don't do it the way I did it. Do as I say, create your goals from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so when I got the mentor, that's when I started really creating goals. 
and I have made them well before my time frames. Wow. So, because um, I'm a doer, like you know, I always say I'm that background person. I'm the organization. Yes. So when someone tells me, when my mentor tells me, you need to go have professional pictures taken, I did it the following Monday. You know, as soon as the photographer was available. I'm the same way. I'm that yes. kind of person that if you tell me to do A, B, C, and D, I go and do it right away. Yes. I don't think about it. Um, I was quite shocked when I was talking to one of the podcasters that there were many people that they said they wanted on their show and they haven't reached out to them since the summit. No, I had emails to every single one of them the following that day, that me Sunday. Too. Me too. Yeah. 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 We're the same person. I knew we were yeah. similar. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause yeah, I was like, oh, I was so excited, you know, and, and I thought, thought, oh my goodness. That's, yeah. That's going to be a successful pattern that will help you grow your business. Yes. Yes. And I've talked to other podcasters who have been sitting on certain leads and I have to say that everyone's in their own time frame. So some of us have more flexibility and some people came to that summit with very large, um, you know, they had a lot of clients and they didn't have a lot of time. They were maybe just looking for a little bit more extra, but action is very important when you've got your own business or you're building a business, especially when you're trying to create that framework, because you need to really move forward and it allows you the chance to pivot, right? Because if you had waited and then everybody else got in and then you're sitting there going, well, I have this card from three months ago. Now I don't even know what to say. It just seems so much more um, proactive exactly. to be quick about it. And here's the thing. Let's say you're a speaker and you are now going to speak at ATD, which is a huge human resource talent development type conference. And you come back to the office with 500 business cards. Um, how are you going to get those emails out? Well, while you are creating your message, you come to me and you say, I need these let you know, put into an Excel program so I can upload them to my CRM. And hopefully I'm not speaking gibberish to your people, but a CRM is a customer relations management system. Yes. And so then you can then do a mass email that um, can go out within the week. So they remember who the heck you are. Yes. You're not reaching out for six months because you just haven't had the time. You've lost that momentum. Yes. And momentum is huge in business as we know. So when somebody gives me their card, I'm jumping up and down and then I'm on it right away. I was on it. I, I had a list and I just went through and I emailed or I called or I went through whatever hoops they wanted me to, to go through. Mm -hmm. And probably 98% of them got back to me. And then some got so many that they were backed up, which is fine. But right. as Lorraine was saying, it's the momentum of you actually taking, you have to take that step. You have to take action. You, and if you can't, you need somebody like Lorianne to do it for you. Now, you brought up a really good point, and I was going to ask you about this. So say you are speaking, and things are really working great, and you have a website that's optimized, and then you do come back with all these leads, which would take you a few days to go through, but yet you've still got clients coming in, or you have another speaking gig or another podcast gig. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's how you would handle that, and then you give that all back to the person so that they're ready to go save them time. Exactly. And okay, exactly. Okay. Yeah. So you're in your zone of genius doing this stuff. It seems like you love it and you're great at helping people. And 
I'm so happy. What's, what's next for you? Like, what are your next big goals for the next year or two? Well, my goal for 2019 was to be able to hire my daughter full time, which I did this month. Yay. Congratulations. That's awesome. You know, uh, seven months ahead of schedule on that. I'm actually, um, I've got two things in the works right now. I am actually developing a training session for the administrative assistants out there that do want to um, create either extra income because many speakers don't have the ability to hire someone full time. Mm -hmm. But if you want five extra hours a week or something along that line, but it's a different environment and different skills that you need to have. So I'm developing a course for administrative assistants. And then of course, my back end on that is the the ones that are really awesome are going to come on my team as I build my company. But, um, and there is another aspect of, I need to be teaching the speakers and authors and small business people how to hire the right VA. So, um, so there's both sides of this coin. And I, I really truly believe that I am a virtual workforce expert. Mm. I actually worked from my home in 1991. Whoa. Well before it was something that was even contemplated by corporate America. I was a recruiter. So I did my work. I had worked for a recruiting company. And I got married, had kids, and I was a stay-at-home mom. And my old boss hunted me down after about six years and said, Lorianne, I need you to come back and work for me. Wow. And I went, well, okay, if I can do it from home. And he knew what I was capable of and said, okay. And so back in the 90s, I was a virtual employee. Wow. Now, to be a virtual employee, and just for those listening, you really need to be someone who can stay on task, mm-hmm. who is is very responsive, mm-hmm. because if you're a business person and you're not getting that response back from that VA within a couple of hours, then we've got a problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, getting back to them to say, hey, I'm working on something else right now, but I will get to this tomorrow is acceptable to me. Yes. Because they're responsive, they're keeping track, they're, you know, on top of it. But being a virtual person, you do have to have a certain set of skills of not, um, uh, you know, squirrel. (laughs) You know, you got to stay on task. Yes. Yes. You can't go down and watch television and um, and kind of do it while you're, you know, no. Mm-mm. And uh, and so, you know, there's there's skill sets that you need to take into consideration and make sure when you're hiring a VA that you are um, that your personalities match, you know. Yeah. You want someone that you can go, oh, man, I've had a lousy day and, you know. I'm kind of mom. I'm mom to everybody. I'm the oldest, but uh, but I kind of, I'm kind of mom to everybody. So uh, there's a certain, there's, there's certain personality things and soft skills that you need to take into consideration when hiring someone. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I I know because I was, 
I did the same thing you did. I was a recruiter. I worked out of my house. I think I worked more. I work more now out of my house than I ever worked for anybody else. But exactly what Lorian is saying is true. I would get up. I would be online at the time they wanted me to. I would a lot of times work through lunch. And so there's, you've got to be there. You have to be very self-disciplined. You know, right. you, um, you can't fluff off and you can't go watch TV and, and it doesn't work for everybody. And some people know that. And some people, I personally love it because it gives me more flexibility, but it doesn't work for others. So I can I think being self-aware is huge and knowing what will work for you as well as what type of personality you can work with and you can't work with. Some people are very confrontational and some, and it works for them. And some people need more support. Um, I personally hate confrontation, but I want somebody who's going to tell me the truth. Um, I want somebody who's going to say, you know what, you're maybe doing too much. You need, you should take one thing away or, um, you know, maybe you've been trying a lot of different things and maybe you should think about dropping something and then going towards speaking, whatever the case may be. Yeah. So I appreciate that. Yeah. I, you know, I'm like your mom. I'll tell you, focus, focus, honey. <laughs> you know, yes. but, but in this industry, we do have a lot of creative people who have huge ideas that could be fabulous. By mm-hmm. the way, I'm not saying that they're not, but they don't know how to get there. And so they need that organized, you know, pragmatic person to say, that is a good idea. We're going to need to do this, 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 and this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And let's, if, if you want to have this done by June, we need to get started now, you know, and this is what I need you to do. And this is what I'm going to do for you. Yes. Yes. And having it clearly outlined is obviously very, um, it's much needed because I think a lot of times it's the communication breaks down. And do you go as far as saying, um, if somebody came to you and said, well, I need, I want to be at 6,000 followers on Facebook by (laughs) July and they only have 30 right now. You know, I, I always cringe when I see those build your following in, you know, 30 days. Um, baloney. Yes. Uh, I'll keep it family friendly baloney. Yes. Um, it takes time. Um, I do actually have, though, on my web, uh, on my face, on my Facebook, no, on my website in the homepage, I actually have a document you can download. And don't roll your eyes at me, Julie. Okay. You do not have to put your email in to get it. Okay. I am not capturing emails. I am not. <laughs> it's like, no, just go ahead, download it. If it helps you, great, because that's what I'm about. If you say, Ooh, I want to do all these different things, but I kind of need some help. Give me a call. Okay. That's the way I, that's the way I work. That's the way you Um, roll. But on my website is the top 10 ways to create massive growth in your speaking business. Love that. Just um, common sense things, but things that you need to do from day one to start building your presence on social media to, uh, you know, obviously get in and devise what your content is, what your message is, but it will give them a framework to get started. And don't you find that as you work with people, as you go along, does their message change as they change or they bring on new uh, classes or does it stay consistent? It depends on, it depends, (laughs) right? I mean, I was always more the administrative kind of support. And, and I realized that more people needed the outreach 
function. See, my thought leader, we didn't have to outreach. They were calling her, oh. you know, and you don't get to that point until, you know, you've done the work. You've become that thought leader. Yes. And if you have someone that you know is that person you want to be when you grow up, who is that thought leader in your area, go follow them on every single platform mm -hmm. and make intelligent, authentic comments. You'll not only be noticed by them, but their hundreds of thousands of followers as well. That's right. It's a great way to... And you learn something in the process. Yes. You know, you're only enhancing your knowledge by following that person who is quote unquote the best in your area. Yes. And, you know, and that's different for each person as to who that may be. Yes. But uh, so my business is kind of uh, flexed a bit in doing more outreach, trying to find those spe speaking gigs for my clients. Mm -hmm. I actually have an outreach package that, it's just a one shot, very reasonably priced thing. Um, sorry, I don't mean to get into the that, yeah. but but it's just an outreach package to give you like twenty five conferences that would be where your ideal clients are. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that's really great. simple. It's really simple, and for those that don't have the money to hire me on a full time basis, because I am not a ten dollar an hour VA. <laughs> um, you know, I'm there to help them because my thought is if I help them get to that space, maybe then they'll come back and hire me to help them go to the next level. Of course. Of course. So I love that. It's a I karma love... thing. Yes, it is. It's all yeah. about that. I truly believe that a hundred percent. Yeah. A thousand percent. I think that what you put out there is going to come back to you, who you help. You just never know. It might not show up right away, but you just never know. Right. It's all about and, that. And if they don't, it's okay. That's okay too. Yeah. Just don't go into it with expectations. If you're going to, to comment on somebody's, you know, Twitter or their post or make it thoughtful, don't make it spammy as you, you know, right. as you know, cause that's exactly. not going to be good. Um, and, and make it authentic and don't expect anything back. If they reach back out, wonderful. But that yeah, is a good not, practice. The, they aren't necessarily going to, but you never know of that person's thousands of followers who might who might there you know it may not be that guy or gal but again if it's continual they'll notice that that person keeps commenting and that's a pretty good you know even if it's just oh my gosh i love this article it had so much you know so much worth reading yes yep. that in and of itself or actually freaking read the damn article yeah, and go, oh my gosh, I never thought about blah, blah, blah. Yes. You know, that's so good to know. Thank you so much. Yes. So, and always make sure that you tag them yes. <laughs> so that you could, so they see that it, so they see it. Yes. Yes. Yeah, if you don't tag them, they're not going to see it. <laughs> so. Well, I can't thank you for having, I'm, I'm so thankful that you came on today and I've learned so much. I think the listeners will have learned so much from you as well. And you're very successful and I'm so happy for you that you've kind of just done the damn thing. I think it's just great. I'm happy for you. So thank you so much for being here. 
Thank you, Julia. I so enjoyed it. So how can enjoyed. how can people find you? I'm going to put all the links below, everybody, for her so that you can reach her. But just so if you just want to maybe give them that information real quick, just so they have it. Best way to find you on the internet. www.lvsconsultingservices.com. So it's just my initials, consultingservices.com. Keep it simple, right? Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. And I hope that everyone got something out of this. I know I did. Thank you. Thank you, Julie. Appreciate it.